Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast, where we unpack and explain the powerful Word of God, making it practical and helpful to your daily life and especially to your job. Are you staying focused on being Christ's representative in the job that He has given you? We're going to finish our series today on how to stay focused in your job on what really matters. Thank you for joining me on this episode 131 on the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast. And we're doing a little series from 2 Corinthians 5 and 6, where Paul tells us how he stays focused on the tasks at hand that Christ has given him. And we're not very much different than Paul, just that, well, we're not Paul, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) we do have a job to do, and that job is to represent Jesus Christ well at our job in such a way that people will see the joy and the peace and the hope that we have and a lot better attitude than most people, so much so that they will see that in us and ask us about it and maybe want to be like us, because we're being like Jesus. And that's what we're hoping that people will see in us, right? Yeah, we do have a job to do. Our job is the work-type job, and God designed work for us, and we're to be the best that we can be at that job. But we're also to be like Christ there also. And that's what our focus is, and that's what we're going to finish up today. By looking at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 7, we left off at the end of verse 6, where Paul is now getting into, in this whole passage, he's now getting into how to stay focused. And he ended last time with having sincere love for our boss and our coworkers and our vendors and our customers. And yeah, we know that's hard sometimes, but we're to still show sincere love for them. We're not perfect, and we're not very good at that sometimes, but we're still asked to. (laughs) Paul tells us to. And he says that we're to, by knowing the word of truth and by the power of God. And Paul is probably muttering to himself, yeah, this is going to be really hard for these people I'm writing to. Let me give them some help. So he says that you are to show Christ's love for others by the word of truth and by the power of God and by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand. So he knows it's hard, but he gives us the three things that anybody needs when they're doing some hard task, an instruction manual, the power pack, and the tools that that power pack clicks into to do the job. And the instruction manual is the Word of God, and Paul calls it the Word of Truth. I like how he calls the Bible the Word of Truth, because we know the truth. Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the Word of God. And the more that we read about Jesus, the more we really understand what truth is. Remember, Jesus said, I am the truth. And he used the I am statement there saying he is God in the flesh that we know we can touch and hold and now we can pray to and get answers from 
and get an example of how to love others, how to treat our boss and our coworkers and our vendors and our customers. And that power pack is God's power. And if you haven't experienced God's power at work, you know, like where you had some really difficult task to do, or you had a meeting or a phone call that was very, very scary or hard, you knew it wasn't going to go well, like you're in trouble, or you're late on a delivery or something, and you just asked God to give you the power to get through it, give you the strength to get through this, and to make wise decisions while doing it. And he did. He did. His power is amazing. And the more that you know Christ and want to be like him, the more of God's power you will get and experience. Believe me, I have found that to be so true. And I would like to make sure that you know that's available to you. That that fully packed 20-volt DeWalt battery pack from God is fully charged and you can use it. You can rely on it. God is reliable, and his power is real. And what's the tools that we use? It says the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand. So we have tools to love others in both of our hands. Two DeWalt tools. It could be Milwaukee. It could be Makita. But I just seem to like DeWalt. <laughs> I use them in my RV jobs daily. And I have dropped them off of an RV roof. I have dropped them in the rain. I've worked on them in the rain. And they just seem to keep right on going. But boy, are those battery packs expensive. That power pack cost a lot of money for me to be able to use in the tools. And the power of God cost God a lot to be able to give them to you. And by the cost, I mean it was the cost of the life of his son on the cross, so that you can have the power to do this tough life and to do your tough job. So what are these DeWalt tools in your right hand and the left? The armor of righteousness. First of all, righteousness doesn't come from us. So these are not our tools. These are tools from God. Because the righteousness that we have is imputed to us, given to us, by God through what Christ did on the cross, as I just recently mentioned. And if you want to know what those specific tools are, Paul outlines them in Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I did a podcast series and a preaching series at various churches on these Armor of God tools and how to be strong with those tools, especially in today's trying times where we need to be strong. Let me just read the list to you real quick, and then we'll move on with our topic and passage that we're talking about from 2 Corinthians. So this list is from Ephesians 6. Number one is the belt of truth. We know the truth. There is a truth that we can know, and it's found in the Bible, and it's especially found in Jesus Christ. So if you want to know what the truth is, study Jesus. And you do that by reading about him in the Gospels. And it's nice to know that truth is a tool because we can always point to it. And it's nice to know that. And the world is searching for truth. And we have it. 
And it's nice to know that we have something that the world is searching for. It's a different story when they hear what the truth is, because it may not line up with what they want, but it doesn't matter. The truth is always true, and it never changes. And the second tool is the breastplate of righteousness. Remember, righteousness is being right before God, is being clean and sinless before God. So then he can therefore communicate with us, and we have a relationship with him. And the righteousness came because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for the penalty of our sins. He paid that price and therefore made us righteous before God. Thank you, Jesus. And the third tool is the shoes of peace. We have peace and we know peace. We know that there is going to be peace coming in the form of Jesus, of course, when he comes to rule on this earth. And all of the chaotic bad things that are going on around us will be gone. He'll get rid of it all. And Jesus is peace. If you remember when all the his disciples were in a boat and there was this huge storm, Jesus was asleep in the boat while the storm was going on. <laughs> that's a that's a sign of peace. <laughs> but then they thought they were all going to drown and die and they said, Jesus, you got to do something. He stood up and he calmed the storm, the storm around them with one word. The word was peace. Jesus can calm the storm in your life too, or at least make it so you can get through the storm. Oh, and peace is a tool that other people want too. And we have it. (laughs) The fourth tool in the armor of God is the shield of faith. Remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. And all of these tools take faith to be able to use them, faith that God has given them to you, and that he will honor what he says when he gives these tools to you. And he does. And when you give them a try and realize that, your faith grows, and you get stronger and stronger using these tools. The fifth one is the helmet of salvation. You know, It doesn't matter what Satan hits your head with, your thoughts, You can always shut it down by saying, I am saved, thanks to Jesus' shed blood on the cross on my behalf for me. And the sixth tool is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We know the Word of God, and it is a tool that we can use to calm and teach and help and correct And the last one is prayer. Yes, prayer is a tool. And it's a tool we can use more and more and get more and more strength from. The more we communicate with God, and by communicate I mean pray to Him and then read His Word. We talk to Him through prayer. He talks to us through His Word. That's the communication part. And if you have just one of those, if you don't read the Word of God but you pray, you're kind of missing out on half the conversation. Or if you don't pray much, and but you do read the Word of God, you're missing out again on part of the conversation. Sometimes I pray and read God's Word as if I'm having a conversation with God. Try that sometime. And that builds strength. Countless times I have left the house in the morning heading to work with strength, strength to handle the day only 
because I read some passages in the Psalms or read how Jesus handled a situation and thought in my mind how I'm going to do that that day with a similar situation in the way that Jesus did. I suggest you do that too. Read God's Word and head to work with that in mind of how can I apply this at work today and how is this going to make me strong today? And in the 2 Corinthians 6 passage, Paul goes on to explain that those things, those things that we just talked about, including those seven elements of the armor of God, made him strong to withstand several things that he lists here, some of which happened to us at our, at our job too. He talks about having honor and then being dishonored. Well, we're dishonored sometimes at work, aren't we? Sometimes we're honored, too. He talks about an evil report and a good report. Have you ever had a time where you're vying for a promotion and it goes to someone else because they lied about you or gave some evil report about you to discredit you? Is there other things that are evil around you because Satan is trying to attack you because you're a Christian? You can be strong through that and maintain your focus on Christ through those because it's happened to Paul. And he says it happens to us too. He says some of those people are deceivers, which he likens to Satan himself because Satan is the great deceiver. And Paul says to maintain your focus on Christ in your job and doing your job really well, even though folks don't recognize that. You ever had an instance where somebody else got the credit for something you did? Paul says, maintain your focus on Christ through even that. He says, as chastened and yet not killed. You ever been reprimanded for something that you did? And you thought, well, that didn't merit that. Or maybe even been reprimanded for something you didn't do that someone else blamed you for. Maintain your focus on Christ. Maintain Christ-likeness at work through even those times. And then Paul says he's always rejoicing, thanking God, and rejoicing in what God is doing in his life. And sometimes that just takes patience to get through a trying time. And for that, it takes faith, doesn't it? (laughs) And faith is something that we're given a measure of, it says in Romans 12. So we all have some, but some of us have more than others. But faith is something that we can grow and get more and more of. The more faith we show, especially to show God, the more he will give us. And the more reasons he will give us to be faithful and to have faith in him. And then Paul mentions about being rich and having nothing. Through both of those, maintain your focus on Christ and trust in him doesn't matter if you didn't get that promotion or didn't get that raise. Maintain your focus on Christ. doesn't matter that you think you should be paid more than what you're making. Maintain your focus on Christ. And one way to do that is to be thankful for what you do have. Paul says in many places in Scripture to be thankful. And as I've certainly found, and I'll pass it along to you, the more you are thankful for, the more prayers that you pray specifically for things, and then God answers those things specifically, 
the more thankful you are to God for those specific answers, the more prayers he does answer for you. Just to prove himself as faithful and powerful and loving and kind. Give it a try. The more thankful you are, the more God will give you things to be thankful for. And that's even another way that helps you to maintain your focus on being Christ's representative in your job. And even Paul ends that passage at the end of chapter 10 by saying, And yet I possess all things. You are rich when you belong to Christ. You are rich with everything. The things that matter most, you know, how much of what you have here are you going to take with you to heaven? But what's going to be at heaven when you get there? The things that you did that matter to him here will pass on to heaven. Not how many toys you have or what type of house you have or what kind of car you drive. That's going to mean nothing when you get to heaven. But how you loved people in your job and how you worked hard and had a good reputation at your job and how you were like Christ and his representative in your job, that's what's going to go forward. And that's what will make you rich for eternity. So, folks, stay on target when you're going through rough times at work or when it's hard to go to work. Stay on target. You're to love others. You're to represent Christ well. Don't slip up and lose your focus on your target. Don't get tired of it and lose your focus on your target. Don't let things rattle you or scare you. Because God's got you in his righteous right hand. And he's got you in that job you're in right now because that's where he wants you. He wants you to shine like a light in that dark world there. He wants you to be the representative of Jesus there, to be like Jesus. So stay on that target. And don't get too close to the things that are bothersome there, the worldly things, the things that are the darkness Because you're to be a light, not the dark. So don't get too close to those things that are damaging. Stay close to Christ and his truth, relying on his righteousness that he has given to you and his power and the tools that he has given to you. They're his. Ask him for help to use those every morning and throughout the day, too. So please, stay on target. on target. We're too close. Stay on target. That's one of my favorite scenes from the first Star Wars movie that I saw called A New Hope. Red leader to blue leader. Stay on target. Hopefully you'll stay on target this week at work. Thank you for listening to the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast. Remember you can connect with me. Info at bluejeanschristian.com And check out bluejeanschristian.com. Let me know how this podcast series about how to maintain your focus at work has been helpful to you. 